I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Remember, you can get the Room 104 Podcast on your usual platforms where you're subscribing to and listening to your podcast. You might have missed last night's uh, interview with Minister for Harris, Minister for Health, Simon Harris. That's up there. Uh, I was asking him things about when you can get your hair done again, when you can go to the barbers, when you can go for a pint with the lads, all of those serious important questions. Uh, he's up there on the podcast. So wherever you get it, Apple podcast ACAS it's the usual places on the way a little bit later on F104 Sports Dan Pitcher is going to be on so if you're suffering at the moment because there's no sport on the TV or you're a little bit frustrated because you can't send himself down to the pub to give you two or three hours of freedom uh, there are some solutions in place like some of the there's some phenomenally good sports documentaries that are out there so Dan is going to have a list of them there if you've watched any recently that you're like unbelievable definitely ones to put on the list let us know 87 104 now we like to do this on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. It is, of course... And it's very easy. It's a very easy game here on the radio, okay? Someone comes on and they tell you three things about themselves and all you need to do is figure out which one is not true, which thing are they lying about. And tonight, joining us on the show, Irish musician, a songwriter, all-around uh, incredibly talented individual, Mr. Flynn Johnson. How are you, sir? Yes, yes. What's going on, Cormac? All right. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, man. Thanks a million for popping on. Um, I, you know, it, it must be an interesting time for performers like yourself to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no gigs going, no nothing happening. But what have yeah, you been doing to keep yourself occupied? is not the word. I've just been, at the moment, I'm just, I'm just working. I'm just getting as much as I can done in regards to what we can actually do without shooting videos and without gigging and without performing and stuff like that. So... I'm just I'm locked away in the studio at the minute. It's handy now because I have I have a set up in the house, so I'm kind of just. Oh, uh, listen. I, I'm I'm very jealous because I'm I'm living here with the with the other half and I'm like because I'm working from my front room at the moment. I'm telling her this is the perfect opportunity. We should really build a music studio. Now she does not care for any of that stuff. Cause she's <laughs> like, you're not taking over a room with a gaff to do a stupid studio. You don't need it. I'm like, I do, I do now. But uh, what? Well, what's in your studio? Because I get very jealous of people who have, uh, you know, no, it's not it's not anything major. No, it's not it's not like a, a parked off space. I have a studio. It's more than. I have it set up in the bedroom and I have the bedroom treated and I just have she, she won't even let me treat the walls. I'm, there, I'm here. I've, I've two pillows in front of me right now from the couch, and that's meant to be my sound treatment. And I'm like, come on now. You have to let me put the expensive sound panels everywhere, and it'll look like a crazy house. You know, one of those padded rooms. I'm like, come on. I've been there. I've also recorded in the wardrobe. I've also recorded in the wardrobe. Blanket over your head, kind of going, right, let's drop some vocals. This will be great, Craig. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh God! Well, listen. Yeah, as I said, you, you figure out a way to continue and to make it happen. And uh, like, when when was your last gig? Do you mind me asking? Because this came out of nowhere, and everyone thought it might have been, you know, a little blip for a couple of weeks. And now it's probably the end of the year. You probably haven't got anything booked in. You're not able to yeah, book in. No, it was uh, his last gig. I'd say the last gig was close to close to eight months ago. Now, eight nine months ago. Now, at this stage, the last gig was. <sighs> Um, yeah, and then, and then with this happening, then because I was, I was actually getting booked, I was getting booked for for a couple of things as well, and then all this happened, and they all postponed. Like it, the only thing is that I, I keep reminding myself, and I keep kind of motivating people online about it, is that the art that's going to be coming out of this country because of this lockdown is going to be immense. Like it's going to be crazy just because people are locked away and they have nothing else to do other than create. You know what I mean? So and yeah, listen. Irish musicians we and performers and artists love a bit of misery. And misery is the fuel that turns out some of the best oh. <laughs> the best pieces of art and music and, and, and theatre and whatever it else is. So I, I definitely think so. And and the good thing, the only good thing I can think of as well is everyone is dying to get out of the house and dying to go to the cinema or to the gig or, yeah. you know, to anything that I think even the smaller gigs that you you know people might be doing around town on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in some of the smaller venues, I think I, I hope and pray and I think Think that they're going to be rammed as well, which will give oh, you know yeah. artists and on the way up and Dublin a bit of a boost. Lockdown as well is that it's it's, it's kind of not to cut you off there, sorry, but no, it's you're kind right. of it's kind of a thing that with lockdown, I think that like a lot of the people that were torn on all about gigs like that and like, underground gigs like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Irish acts and like the the unsigned acts, or as some like to say, are the underground acts. I think they'd be appreciated a lot more because they realise with, with all this going on, there's actually. Like how much they're missing, you know what I'm saying? Like how much, how much they're missing those those gigs that they bring their friends to or the the, the fans show up to. You know what I mean? And I understand. Like I know people that that solely just go to gigs and live for gigs every week in the yeah. city, and like those those type of underground gigs and support their own. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know it's it's taking a big hit, and I know a lot of people. I have a couple of friends. I know I'm unfortunate, but I have I'm working a job as well where I have some sort of income. But when I know I know a couple of people in the music industry that solely solely rely on that for a source of income, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a big hit, but I do think there is going to, what you said, I think I think it's going to it's gonna be a, a huge appreciation for, for the Irish artists when all this is over. Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll... we'll, we'll um We'll move on anyway on that on that good note anyway because I think that's gonna I hope and I and I pray that that's actually gonna happen. So you know the crack with deceiving on poker face, right? We're gonna test Flynn how how much or how good of a liar that you are. I don't know if that'll be a good thing or a bad thing, right? <laughs> but we'll see if you're able to spoof people, right? So yeah. you're gonna tell us three things about yourself, okay? And and one of which is not true, two are true, one of which isn't tr- true. And again, if you think you know which one he's lying about, and when you listen to him say these three things in a couple of seconds, anyway, um, if you think you can spot which one he's lying about drop us a message to our WhatsApp 0876797104 let us know it's the first second or third thing uh, and you know we, we have some extra some extra room on a four beer mats lying around the gaff in here uh, so uh, I'll put you down for those if you come on and get those right so I suppose we'll crack on listen and tell us the first thing you have for us tonight Flynn the first story is something simple I is okay to course on this sir well, don't, 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 don't say anything too too <laughs> Too, 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 well, it's not, too it's bad. Not major anyway, so uh, the first thing is quite simple. I have, I have Pikachu tattooed on my arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, right. Are we believing that one? P- Pikachu on your arse. Uh, what cheek? Uh, the left cheek. 
the left cheek. Right, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's a particular gang sign or anything in Dublin <laughs> right down with my kind of underground. <laughs> All right, so that's the first one. Uh, give us the second one. The second one is, you know the singer Anne-Marie? I do know the singer Anne-Marie, yep. Yeah, so we took a picture together and after... So after you took the picture with her, she said you smelled unbelievable. Yeah, that was a horrible. Amory, blonde singer from the UK. Yeah. God, you could be a backup vocalist for her now if she hears this. We'll send an answer. Amory, listen to Flynn. (laughs) Okay, what is the third and final thing then? The third one is my first ever rap name was Evolution. Your first ever rap name was Evolution. Yeah. Right, okay. So the first story, uh, let me just quickly give a recap. The first story is having Pikachu on your left cheek, a tattoo, I shouldn't say actual <laughs> Pikachu, that would be a little bit weird. It's like, why is there a, a weird animated animal on your behind going 24-7? No, right. Uh, the first story is a tattoo of Pikachu on his left cheek, uh, his, his left bum cheek. The second story, Amory, the uh, singer, uh, said after getting a photo with him that he smelled phenomenally well. Brilliant, beautiful. And the third and final story was what again? My first ever artist Sorry, name. Sorry, first artist name. Evolution. Okay. Uh, you've heard those three from Flynn there now. Which one isn't sitting well with you? Which one are you kind of leaning towards going, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying that story. Is it the first, second or third? Drop us a... Uh, drop us a WhatsApp. Is it the first, second, or third thing you think he's lying about? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What are you just not feeling here? Okay, um, <laughs> but don't let me know. Or don't, don't obviously tell me which one is uh, you're spoofing about. I just want to maybe ask a couple of questions to see if we can kind of give people a little more of a of a hint, and we'll see how well your your spoofing on the spot is. Yeah. Um, is the tattoo coloured in? It's not. No, it's just a black and white tattoo. Okay, how many years ago was the Anne Marie picture taken? Uh, three, I'd like to say. Okay. Three and, years ago. And why did you change your your original name? Why did I change? I just think I just thought it was very short. I thought evolution because my name, my my actual name is Evan. That's why I just based it off of that. The whole evolution thing. So. <laughs> evolution. Like, it, no, not evolution. I just, I just used the evolution of this, yeah, because I thought I had some sort of attachment to me, but I don't know. I just went with the with the two last names and all. So, so I just uh, and then when uh, when when did you change the name? I changed the name. I say I don't know when that was. So I think I changed the name. Uh, making music since I'm ten. So I'd say I don't know, probably about ten years ago. I changed the name. Nine, ten okay. years ago. Right. Okay. Um, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What what are you not buying here this evening? Is it the first story about the Pikachu tattoo on the arse cheek? Is that not true? Is the second story uh, about Amory telling him he smelled lovely after a photo? Is that not true? Or is the third story changing his name, uh, his original name from Evolution to Flynn Johnson? Are you not buying that? So listen, uh, drop us a WhatsApp. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We'll see if anyone can get it right after a bit of music from Dermot Kennedy. This is all my Deep friends. In the night. Right now we're in the middle. Of- This is a very, very easy part of the show. Uh, we invite a guest on. They tell you three things about themselves. If you're able to decipher which one is BS, uh, you'll win this evening. So uh, join me on the line. I think you're still there, Flynn Johnson, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm still here, yeah. Sorry, man, I, I couldn't talk to you. I'm loving that McKenzie. 
Yeah, he's not bad, is he? He he's exploded. I remember, I remember. I must have been. Oh, when was it? Maybe four or five years ago. And um, I'm going to meet the lads in town for food or whatever. And there was just this guy busking on Grafton Street and a big blue sign in front of him, and he was just phenomenal. And you know, one of those days where you just see see a talent and you have to make sure you go over and write the name oh, down yeah. and kind of figure out who it is. And yeah, Dermot Kennedy. And then a few years later, he's uh, he's headlining, he's headlining different gigs around the world. And and I'm in my pajamas in my front room. But listen, now everyone has uh, their different journeys, different ups and downs. You know, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, so we, we've got you on. You're, you're, uh, you've, you've mentioned the three things about yourself, right? One of these things is obviously uh, not true. That's the whole idea behind this this game here on the show, right? So could you quickly just recap the three things about yourself, anyway? Yeah. So the first thing is I have Pikachu tattooed on my left bone teeth. <laughs> All right. The second one is the singer Anne Marie. We took a picture together, and after we took the picture together, she told me I smelled unbelievable. And then the third one is my original artist name was Evolution. Right, okay. Now, one of those is obviously not true. Hang on the line there for two seconds there, uh, Flynn, if you can. Okay, uh, WhatsApp is in, right? 0876797104. One, two, or three. Which one is just not sitting with you? When you hear it, you're kind of like, going, eh, I don't know. Joining me on the line now, Tina, how's you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Listen, um, you seem like one of the luckiest, I suppose, wives slash brides in, in a long time. Because you were saying you, you just got married before the lockdown kicked in. We did, yeah. We got married in February. So just before the lockdown happened in March. So we're very lucky. I oh, am yeah, very lucky indeed because uh, I have, I think, how many? Three, at least three weddings that were uh, and more importantly I had two stags this month uh, that, that have been cancelled wow. and had to be pushed back for the end of the year so Everton kind of got uh, it's got thrown up in the air so you probably won the last because uh, when was the lockdown March 14th about there it was 14th 17th around there and yeah so a month before it was yeah and lockdown, yeah, did you get a honeymoon in? Um, we didn't actually this is the last night of our honeymoon if you were on honeymoon so we're celebrating at home at the moment oh no yeah yeah we're looking at the moment we did, we cancelled oh. it, yeah. Oh, God, Italy, like literally the it worst place you could have gone to. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. But you look at, we'll do it next year. It's not to worry. Yeah, you're going to have to drag him to, to Italy again next year and just be like, listen, we, we didn't get to go, so happy days. That's it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, God. We got some good weather here, so, not to, so, it's, so it's grand. <laughs> so you, you get a few pizzas and try to make it as Italian as possible. Get some pizzas, get some wine. That's I don't it. know, that's the kind of Italian throw out the back garden job some done. Pasta. Grand. That's it. Yeah, sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like. What part of Italy were you going to, by the way? Um, we were actually doing a road trip, so we were we were kind of starting in Lecce and kind of working our way up to Barry. So we we're kind of doing a road trip down at the at the south. So. Oh, deadly! I did a, yeah. a years ago rented a car there, and I don't know if you've ever. Uh, would you were you planning on driving on your own or getting like a bus? Oh no, we were driving. We had a car rented. We have done it before, so we've oh, traveled most of Italy in a car. Yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose. Oh, oh yeah. So you've had those rows already when you're driving in a foreign country that almost cripple a relationship. Oh, of course. Yeah, we've even drove into a ditch before. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you're have, sorry, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here. But what was the ditch situation? Um, I think it was a, it was a, it was an oncoming truck that was coming towards us, and our car was so small that the truck just took over, and we kind of just turned right and went straight into a ditch. Oh no! Yeah, Did you have but to, like, our wheels were are gone. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but sure, it's all right. We survived. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh God, yeah. me not even asking if everyone was all right. I was like, that's just gas. Happy days. It was a little Fiat 500 thing that got rammed into the ditch, one of those tiny little micro cars. 
was a Fiat 500, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one of those uh, in, in Italy before and driving up with the missus. And uh, again, I, I'm not a very good driver in other countries, especially when I can't read the road signs and we're on a different side. of it. Just, It's like the first time driving all over again. And this was the first time I'd ever driven uh, abroad. And I was just, you know, don't talk to me, don't say anything. But <laughs> we, 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 I can't remember where we were going, but we managed pulling off into a tiny little town. And uh, I wound up driving up their equivalent of Grafton Street, a completely pedestrianised zone, took the wrong turn just in a panic, thinking there was parking going and just kept going and going and going and going. And the road got smaller and smaller and smaller. And everyone was just looking at us going, what are you doing? Till we met the uh, Italian police at the end and tried to explain that to them. But that was uh, that was a fun story. I'm glad to hear you's uh, he's uh, survived though, and he's got married, and now everything is sorted, and you can head back to to, to Italy next year. But uh, we're obviously yeah. doing poker face, right? You've heard Flynn Johnson, and you've heard the three things that he has said, uh, and one of those is not true. Which one do you think is not true? I think it's number two, the picture with Amory, and that he smelled unbelievable. I don't think that's uh, true. Why Why are you thinking that? I don't know. I just think it's a bit uh, out there. The tattoo of the Pikachu, I would get that. That's fine. I would understand that. But the number two, the, the picture of Amory, I just don't, I don't, I don't agree with that one. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> that one, I should say. And um, would you be a good kind of judge of character when someone's lying? Um, if you're in me, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> can you I tell when, when he's not. lying? When you tell, can you tell when the husband's lying to you? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, his face just goes pure white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, hang on the line there, Tina, um, and we'll see. Okay, now, now, <clears throat> don't obviously give anything away just yet, all right? But there's two stories in there that you told us, and one of them is obviously, uh, oh, sorry, two stories that are true, okay? So will you tell us just one story that is 100% completely true? Is it the first, second, or third? So you want one story that's 100% completely true? Just one. Just give us one and tell us which, just one of the true stories. Right. So one of the true stories is actually, I did get a picture of Anne-Marie and she did tell me I smelled unbelievable. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I think he's lying. <laughs> you think he's just taking this game a step further and he's like, oh, he's lying about everything. Yeah, I think he's lying. Whenever yeah, the whole lot is lying. <laughs> Talking about there. Yeah, no, it's true. Actually, actually, didn't happen to believe it or not. It did happen. Come no. here, come here. Uh, oh, <laughs> I feel as if Tina's going to hunt you down now and just be like, "You're a lawyer," and just smash your face. In. Uh, well, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, connect you guys afterwards. Don't tell the husband though; that'll be all sorts of other problems. She's not even a couple of months married now. She's already hooking up with young lads. We watch your Instagram account so she can go and hunt it down. Flynn Johnson, twenty-six. You can have a look. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. <laughs> She's not going to let this down. I fear. <laughs> I, I fear an angry phone call in about half an hour from Tina kind of going, it was all bullshit. I was like, no, okay. Uh, listen, Tina, unfortunately that is incorrect, but don't worry, listen, uh, WhatsApp is in your address and we'll send you out some uh, beer mats anyway from the show, all right? Oh, thank you so much. That's great. Thanks a million. No worries. No worries at all. And enjoy the rest of your honeymoon. Thanks a million. Bye. Take it easy. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, Okay, so that means the Amory story is true. Was that a gig here or abroad? Uh, it was actually, it wasn't even a gig. I was in RTE actually shooting the old studio session up there um, for, I can't remember who it was with. God. Ah, Sorry. we don't need to know about them. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I was in RTE shooting the 
Moore and Ed Sheeran. Actually, met Ed Sheeran that day as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Moore and Ed Sheeran were walking, walking past me, and I was like, uh, yeah, you're, you're boring. He's him. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what's up? And we chatted for a few as well. She's a really nice person. The same with Ed, he's so humble. Like, he, he introduced himself to me, like, shook my hand, but like, hey, mate, my name's Ed, and I was like, Ed, and I was like, I know. Oh, yeah. You like, oh, Ed, is it? Sorry. Uh, how are you, Edward? What's going on? Very nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you. What's the crack? Um, yeah, we got a picture together, and she was like, you smell fab. And I was like, thanks. And then she just walked away, and I never saw her again. See, I thought, I, I, I was going to agree with Tina. In my head, I was thinking that was kind of going to be... Um, that was going to be BS. So what I think is true is obviously changing changing her name. That I would imagine that that's true. But so I'm going to go with the the first story of Pikachu. Maybe maybe it's not Pikachu. Maybe it's another character on your bum. I do not know. But listen, we might as well uh, uh, wrap this up. Put us all out of our misery. Which one of the last two stories is not true? The one that isn't true is the Pikachu tattooed on my lip. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. Yes. But like that's such that's such a lad thing to do on holidays. You know what I mean? I know that's, people that's who've gotten. I was like, I'll throw that in the works and maybe I'll throw them off. <laughs> and you came out of the gates. Usually people don't start off with the lie. They're not confident enough. You know, then they have to get one true one in the bag first and sell the nerves and then get that out there, right? So uh, that's not true. You don't. Do you have any tattoos? Uh, I do. Yeah, I have a couple of tattoos. But I have Pikachu. one that goes from the top of my arm. It's like half a sleeve, half done, half a sleeve. And I have a big one on my back, one on my leg. But no Pikachu, no characters tattooed on me before. Not yet, anyway. You might get a bit bored and whack out a, a big pen uh, this evening and just start go, going at your left cheek and see what you can do. <laughs> see what I can give up to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, listen, man, thanks a million, obviously, for popping on this evening. I think you fooled most people. Most people were going with story number two. Um, and, um, but, you know, I think you, you did fairly well this evening. For people who want to, and I do recommend, if you're listening now this evening, you obviously know that our musicians and performers and anyone who needs an audience and a crowd uh, is completely shafted for the rest of the year so go and support Irish one obviously your Irish businesses in the area but Irish musicians and performers and anyone else who needs a crowd at the moment and is in a significantly awkward situation but what are your uh, social media handles uh, social media handles where's the best place someone can uh, find you online yeah so on Facebook it's just Flynn Johnson the Instagram is Flynn Johnson 26 and it's Flynn Johnson 26 on Twitter you can get, get at me on all I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ben, um, I'm currently working on the I'm going to I'm actually an believe it or not. So, oh, okay. um, <laughs> um, um, I'm working on the my brother, the absolute godfather of production in this company or in this country. It's Bit of Rock. He's producing it alongside with a UK producer who's worked with the likes of Mark Stager, Kano, uh, Jordan Smith, people like that. So oh, they're, they're co producing the EP together, and that should be out in the next couple of months as well. Oh, amazing. Well, listen, a very best of luck with that. Uh, hopefully, when things get back to normal, uh, the whole music industry can get back to normal. But listen, thanks a million for popping on. It's been a pleasure. Cormac, mate, it's been a pleasure, and I know it has been so much fun this set. Yeah, no, I really appreciate your opportunity, man. Thank you. No worries at all. We'll chat you again soon. Thank you very much for popping on. Uh, Flynn Johnson, go follow him uh, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and support, again, more uh, Dublin and Irish musicians who are out there uh, trying to survive in the current situation that we're in. Still to come on the show, uh, you're going to be hearing from the Irish... Uh, the uh, American Irish dancer who went viral, who got hundred, well, millions and millions of views, and got the attention of people like Leo Varadkar and the River Dance Company. She also got a little bit of abuse online, where people were telling her that her doing Irish dancing was cultural appropriation, because that's twenty twenty for you now, isn't it? But uh, she's going to be on the show next, um, and then we'll be chatting with uh, Ryan Cullen, who's locked up abroad, Irish comedian, but he's locked up abroad over in Edinburgh, seeing how he's getting on. That's on the way here on F One Hundred Four. This is Room 104 with Cormac and Sersha. FM 104. It's Room 104. You can get in touch 87 104 You may have seen this video of an American Irish dancer that has gone viral over the last week or so, clocking up a stupid amount of views. Um, the woman who is uh, behind that, the dancer uh, who was on, we managed to get hold of her and track her down, and she joins us live on the show this evening now. Morgan Bullock, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> so you are now, um, I think, uh, for for the moment anyway, after Michael Flatley, you've now become the most famous Irish dancer in the world. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, take the title now uh, as it is anyway. But uh, for people who haven't exactly seen uh, the, the video, can you explain uh, what happened about a week or so ago? Um, I just heard the Savage remix by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce it was going mm. around on TikTok um, with the dance challenge and as an Irish dancer, um, I obviously not really used to moving my upper body so the, <laughs> the typical um, TikTok dance wasn't for me so I just yeah. tried something else out, tried out what I know how to do, which is Irish dancing just messed around with the beats and the rhythms, made a fun video and a lot happened after after I posted it. <laughs> yeah, a lot is nearly an understatement, but uh, how many views did it wind up getting on, on TikTok? Um, on TikTok, I think it's around 300,000, something there, around there. And then I know you obviously posted on Twitter, which I think has clocked up close to what, about just over 700,000 views as well? Maybe, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really been looking on there, but um, yeah, I think the big one has been just people are big Instagram accounts reposting it and it's gotten like millions on a couple accounts. So that that's crazy. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, on top of obviously uh, all, all, all of the, the viral footage and stuff like that, a, a few people have uh, been in touch with you. I know a few uh, fairly uh, high-ranking officials from this country have been in touch with you. And is it true you've gotten yourself a bit of an invite over to uh, next year's Paddy's Day Parade here? Yeah, it looks like it. And as soon as I can travel, it's definitely what I'm going to be doing. Which is amazing. Uh, hilarious. Leo Varadkar getting in touch and saying, come on over. Um, I take it, you, have you been over here before competing or doing Irish dancing here? Uh, yeah, I have. I've been about four times, I think, and I would just love to come back. When did you start doing Irish dancing, by the way? Because I, I think Irish people were a little bit, um, I think, maybe amazed to see how, you know, how global Irish dancing has become when we see people in the, in the United States and different parts of the world doing Irish dancing. We're nearly shocked and surprised. Like, no way. Are people that far away taking up Irish dancing? But where, where did you come across and when did you start? Um, I started Irish dancing when I was 10. I started off with ballet, tap, jazz when I was three. And at 10 years old, I saw Irish dancing at a dance recital for the studio I was with. They offered Irish classes too. And so I I saw it and it was mesmerizing to me. It was super cool. And so I tried it out the next time I could with the dance studio and I just like fell in love with it and stopped everything else I was doing and went full force into Irish dance. No way. And so how long have you been Irish dancing now? Um, it's going on 11 years. Oh, wow. And I take it it's taken you to uh, a lot of different parts of the world. Yeah, it's definitely given me an opportunity to travel, which has been really great. Um, and then I, I know, obviously, unfortunately, the, the the internet is full of well-meaning people who've given you, I know, a huge amount of support. And I said, this has gone global. This has gone viral. This has exploded. But I know you, you mentioned something about some of the the, the, the trolling or the abuse. that are, Like, it's, it's frustrating and annoying that people are out there. But what was some of the... Small kind of negative uh, trolling that you got, and and how did you respond to that? Um, yeah, shortly after posting the video, I did see some negative comments and replies, just saying that what I was doing was, was cultural appropriation, and you know, because I don't look typically, I don't look the way that people would typically picture an Irish dancer or an Irish person. But yeah, I just I tried to respond. Um, in a respectful way instead of out of anger because it's honestly just something that people don't understand. They don't see it very often and it's it's different. It's unorthodox. Mm. So um, even though I didn't expect that kind of response because all of this like over a decade I've been doing Irish dance never experienced anything like that anyone making comments like that but um, I think it's just so easy for people to put that cultural appropriation label on things that just aren't aren't typical but i think it's beautiful the way that irish dance has spread and i think it's really cool that so many people from different backgrounds can enjoy an amazing sport like i love the athletic part of it like i consider it a sport very much so and um i think it's really really cool how it's just so widespread now and even from the time that i started to now it's spread so much more and i've met irish dancers and from Mexico, China, like all over the world. I think it's really cool. But it's kind of frustrating, as you said, some people just, a knee-jerk reaction is to go, oh, that's cultural appropriation. And you're like, what are you even on about? Because you like, even, you know, look okay. back at Michael Flatley after the Riverdance performance, you know, several years ago, you know, he had a world tour where he was meshing all different forms of dance together. And, you know, that's creativity usually lies when you're yeah. merging two different art forms or two different styles together and coming up with something new to kind of turn around and say, eh, it's cultural appropriation. It's just, you'd wonder what people, you know, are doing with themselves while they're in lockdown. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, on the internet, you know, you don't have to say things to people's face. You just yeah. type out whatever. But um, I think that people really should open their minds to um, the idea of cultural appreciation rather than appropriation, because I think it's like dance definitely is something that I think should be shared among cultures. And yeah, it's just it's so cool because it's something that you don't have to speak the same language to do it. You know, it's dance. Yeah. You can appreciate it because it's visual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have some American football teams over here, not a lot, but I mean, those same people, they're more than welcome to claim that we are, you know, culturally appropriating your American football sport over here and they can give yeah. us abuse uh, over that. It just doesn't really make any sense half of the time. Uh, but as well, the, the, the highlight of this now, is this true you're going to be getting to perform with uh, some of the people or, or the, the production of Riverdance? Is that true? Um, yeah, Pork Moyles, um, he invited me to perform with the cast at The Wolf Trap, which is a venue here in Virginia that Riverdance is really known for performing at. So it's it's really cool. And I actually went a couple years ago and saw my dance teachers performing with Riverdance there. So it's amazing to think that I'll be able to do the same thing. Yeah, that'll be pretty amazing and pretty special. Um, do you think you'd be nervous? Um, Yeah, I think, I think I will be a little bit nervous, but I think it will just be an exciting experience. Yeah. I, yeah, and, and getting the scholarship to the Riverdance Academy along with that was just, um, an amazing surprise. Now, a beautiful, amazing surprise, all from a, a TikTok video being uploaded and getting shared millions of times um, all over the world. So what is your day to day like right now? Are you, uh, is Virginia currently where you are still in a state of lockdown? Are you, are you allowed outside the house or what's your kind of day to day like at the minute? Um, we are on uh, a lockdown, I would say, still. There's a few things that are open, just essential places, yeah. but I'm not I'm not back to work yet and um school just been online. So um yeah, it's 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 just been a lot of dancing. <laughs> whenever I can, wherever. And yeah, it's an interesting week being on interviews and things while in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, well at least it might help pass the time uh, somehow. But how many um how many hours a day would you usually practice? Um, I've been out of practice for a while. Like, uh, I took a year off from competing, so I'm just getting back into it. But now I'd say maybe a couple hours every other day. But um, I used to practice maybe like two hours a day and then go to practice around four, like go to class actually. Yeah. Um, around like four days a week, so I used to I used to practice a lot more than I do now. But I'm getting back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine with the the whole Riverdance performance as well, there'll be uh, upping the practice and, and intensity uh, over the next couple of weeks or months yeah. or whenever that actually happens and gets back to uh, to normal. But for someone who has yet to see your video and your remix of the the Savage video, where is the best place that they can find your video online? Um, just my Instagram account. I'll be I have it posted on there, and I'll be posting more there as I start to make more videos and then TikTok and Twitter. Perfect. Well, listen, uh, Morgan Bullock, uh, the now current most famous Irish dancer in the world, and you, as I said, you've brought uh, Irish dancing from uh, the tiny little island here globally over the last uh, couple of days and couple of weeks. So listen, fair play to you for that, and thanks a million for popping on FM 104 this evening. Yeah, thank you so much.
Uh, on the way here on the show, we're going to be catching up with my mother after she watched the longest sex scene on Irish TV, which was airing this evening on Normal People. We'll be catching up with Ryan Cullen, who's uh, locked down over in Edinburgh. He's an Irish comedian. He's locked down over in Edinburgh. It's part of our Banged Up Abroad series where we're chatting to different Irish people in different cities and countries all over the world. Before that, though, uh, Lewis Capaldi, Hold Me While You Wait. You're listening to F104. That is Lewis Capaldi, Hold Me While You Wait. Still to come on the show, you're going to be hearing from our sports reporter, Dan Pitcher. Also, uh, he's going to be chatting about some of the best sports documentaries that are currently available for you to watch. So if you're missing the whole sports buzz, since everything has been pretty much shut down, uh, he'll have some tips for you. Also, let us know if you have any recommendations on sports documentaries that you think are a must-watch. Uh, let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We're also going to be catching up with Irish comedian Ryan Cullen, who is in lockdown over in Edinburgh. Or we're doing a feature here on the show for you called "Banged Up Abroad," where you can just get to hear from people, different people around the world, whether they're in the Cayman Islands, different Irish people, by the way, whether they're in the Cayman Islands or places like uh, New York City or Edinburgh. Tonight's Edinburgh with Ryan Cullen. We'll be chatting about how he's getting on over there, how different it is. Is it better? Is it worse than over here? Uh, what's Boris like uh, in situations like this? All of that stuff. But uh, a little bit earlier on, if you're listening to the, the start of the show, we were talking about this evening on RT at a, RT1 at a quarter past ten. They were airing uh, on Normal People, which would turn out to be the longest ever sex scene aired on Irish TV ever. Uh, so Crossy was talking about he's seen them all already. Uh, maybe you have, but if you haven't, maybe you're watching it this evening. Let me know if you saw it. How long was it? How inappropriate was it? Would it be something that you would sit down and watch uh, with your mother or father? Because a little bit before 10, we rang my mother and said, would she be up for watching it and reviewing it? I don't think she was 100% aware that there was this much level of obscenity and filth in it. And uh, certain bishops have come out and asked for this whole thing to be cancelled and this whole series to never be aired again and put in the bin because of the... Uh, anti-conservative, anti... just this promiscuity and this obscenity which we shouldn't be putting on our TVs. The longest ever sex scene took place this evening on RT. I think it's happening right about now anyway. So the mother is sitting uh, <laughs> currently watching it at home and I'm uh, going to give her a buzz and, and and she can review this latest episode of Normal People. Maybe she can be our, our weekly TV reviewer of Normal People. But anyway, we'll be doing that next here on FM 104. It's Cormac here on FM 104. Reminder, you can subscribe to the Room 104 podcast on all your usual platforms that you're using. If you missed last night's interview with uh, Minister for Health, Simon Harris, who are asking him the important questions for you, like when can you go get your roots done? When can you go and get a, uh, the head shaved in a barber's? When can you go down for a pint with the lads? It's up there right now if you want to listen back to it. Uh, available there and provide some answers to those questions as well. Uh, also, the woman who uh, sells videos of her toenails and uh, makes enough money online from selling videos of her disgustingly, disgustingly vile long toenails. You know, it could be a side hustle while you're locked down in quarantine here. Who knows? That is up there along with all the, the shows. So if you want to listen back to the full shows, they're up there on the podcast now, ready, waiting for you. Uh, and all this evening's interviews will be uh, uploaded there very, very shortly. Now, I, I believe it is just finished. We were talking about this a little bit earlier on and you might be watching the series you might have watched all the series but uh, normal people is uh, causing um, waves uh, across the world uh, some people are absolutely loving it most people are loving it but there's a certain sect of people who are you know against it wanted cancelled old conservative uh, traditional Ireland who, d- who don't like uh, these nudie scenes on the TV so there was a, a record breaking moment a history made this evening on RT the longest ever sex scene was apparently on tonight's episode I have not seen it if you have give me your thoughts was it obscene should we be banning this thing? I Probably not, but you can let me know. Uh, someone who has reviewed tonight's episode and has just finished watching it and is going to give uh, give her thoughts on it is my mother. And she's joining us back on the line now again. Uh, ma'am, what's the story? How are things? Hi, 
listen, I was very impressed with it. I didn't upset me at all. I thought it was very well done. Now, are you just saying this uh, because you're on the radio? No. Now? Like, if I go over no. and, and talk to you out the window, would you be effing and blind and going, this no. was shocking? Like, if you had a few I, glasses of wine in you now, would you be giving I out? I have nothing, no alcohol in me at all. No, I, I was expecting it to be a hell of a lot worse. And I had prepared myself for it, you know, I was going to block, cover my you eyes. You had the rosary the beads there beside you in the holy yeah, water. But it's only literally, the, the scene is about two minutes before the end. That's all I would uh, say. That's all it felt like. Two minutes certainly wasn't longer than five minutes. Me anyway. So you're not going to be you're not going to be ringing up uh, RT in the morning no, or demanding that they, they burn it, the rest no. of the tapes. No, I thought it was very very well done. It, I mean, I've seen worse on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch that show anymore because I just hate it. But I have seen like the way it's the way it was done, it was very well thought out. It was very, I thought, romantic. But, but, but was there not like full frontal nudity on tonight's For episode? For about a couple of seconds, the two of them were lying in the bed and he was kind of slightly on top of her and you could see all of his. But I mean, it was for a few seconds, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we don't need to send all our young children back to like a Catholic school and retrain us and, no. and burn RT to the ground now no. tomorrow. Absolutely not. I, I I thought it was really really well done. It ah. was not tacky or anything like that. It was very well thought out. I thought. Oh well, no. Yeah, I was surprised myself that I had visions of it going to be very uncomfortable <laughs> for me, but I was pleasantly surprised. Well, listen, I'm delighted to hear this now. So yeah. out of 10, what would you give tonight's episode? Oh, 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. I not talking really, anything. Really good. Yeah, no, not talking anything. I thought it was really, really good. Okay, okay. So I said a, a, a scene that lasted about two and a half minutes. That was that's the extent all, of it. That's all I think. Yeah, really. And it's literally at the very end. Like, yeah. And you got a you got a, a cheeky look at your man's lad anyway. Yeah, for about a second. Two at the most. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Well, listen, uh, thanks for that. Uh, glad you, uh, glad we got, got the inside scoop here now on Normal People Tonight's I'm, episode, yeah, which was I'm, record-breaking history-making. I'm looking history forward making. to hearing other people because, I mean, you know, if other people felt the same or not, but um, it didn't bother me. I actually thought it was very well done. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, uh, thanks for that. Okay. Uh, that wasn't half as awkward as I thought it was going to be, which I'm delighted about. Yeah. And uh, listen, listen, I'll chat you again soon. Okay, bye. Cheers, bye now. Bye, 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 bye. So the official 10 out of 10 Mammy Moore review there, normal people, was not horribly offended. And my mother's retired now as well, so she, she wasn't horribly offended, um, as a, a lot of people claimed they were, if certain reports, uh, <laughs> certain outrageous statements are to be believed. So I think, I'm not sure if that'll be up straight away on RT Player, I don't know, but it was on this evening. History, TV history made this evening with the longest ever, uh, the longest ever sex scene in normal people. And it was apparently fine. If you watched it, let us know what the crack was. 87 Here's St. John Roses. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 